Far Out is brought to you by local UHF affiliate, KDOC. Join us for Peter Falktoberfest, a month-long marathon of Colombo. Just one more thing. Tonight's episode, The Boy Who Lied Wolf, with special guest star, Will Wheaton. Todd Perry here to the right of me is the great Buck Perez. Todd, I wouldn't. Young good Buck. To the left of me is the great Oscar Taeda. Once again, the guy who's on the show just because he's our buddy uh, and not because he's promoting anything or doing any kind of comedy. Uh, He's just hanging out. He's our friend. He's funny. And uh, also we have, you'll probably hear him walking around the background, the great Furry Murray, my dog. I've come to the point where my dog and I, when I take him on walks, I sing this little song. And it's kind of like a southern rap. Like I say it with like a southern rap kind of thing, kind of like Krispy Kreme. Okay. And I'm like, herb I love for a myrrh. <laughs> and that's just the song. And there's maybe I'll maybe I'll make it into a full rap song. That's the hook, or is that like, that's the hook? Yeah. Herb I love for a myrrh. Herb love for a myrrh. Because huh. he's very furry. Like if you look at my dog, he looks he's, like the he's shaggy. Cornelius on that commercial, the California Lottery. You've Cornelius. seen it. You've seen it now. A guy at my work, I bring the dog into work, and he's like, he said, the, he said the same thing, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, it looks just like Cornelius. Yeah. There you go. His name is Cornelius. Go ahead. So I, uh, I just when I walk around with the dog, I'm like, Herba love for Mur. You need to change the name of the dog to Cornelius. Yeah. Ever, ever, love for Mur. Like, <laughs> yeah, like that. Wow, yeah. Good, Whoa, yeah. that way, that again. <laughs> good. Yeah. Wait, okay, All Oscar. Right, All right, Oscar, you do a beatbox. All right. Yeah. <laughs> While smoking. Yeah. Everybody love for a Murray. Everybody love for a Murray. Everybody love for a Murray. Every time I go wild, walk I'm a dog. I'm so high, it's like I'm in the fog. Cause I hit that weed every morning. And I go to run for a Murray. Take him down the street, he gets lost. Then I gotta pay a cost Cause I pay a reward So thank the Lord for everybody Find my dog now Get bored, get tired Everybody love for a murder What? Everybody love for a murder What we doing now? Everybody love for a murder What you doing? Everybody love for a murder In my back pocket I got eco-friendly bags For when my dog comes And he sags And he drops his ass down on the ground I see a poo coming It's a crown Murray, Murray, why you taking Taking shits on my lawn, dog. Everybody love for a Murray. Everybody love for a Murray. Everybody love for a Murray. Well, that was pretty good. It was far out. Just that was not bad. Uh, Oscar, are you sweating? I'm exhausted. <laughs> you, you can't that was really workout he's had in a while. You can't really have a cigarette and then do the beatbox, right? That takes a lot of challenge. I never saw Biz with a. You know, with something in his mouth and then bust on the mic. No, mm. that would be good. Oh wait, Buck, you had a suggestion. I'm oh, sorry. I just feel like we're in a bit of a rut because I am eating on the show. As you can tell, I'm very bored at this point. That's when we get emails, by the way, when people are like, "Quit eating on the show." Sorry, 
Anyway. Um, really? I've got that email, yeah. He never forwards them to me, so I don't. Yeah. Unseen, un, unheard of. You don't know. Yeah. Anyway, you've been here for like nine shows now, 20 shows. I just keep looking. I keep seeing Oscar right. across from me. I just keep looking. keeps being here, too. Let's switch it Dude, up. I just show up. Yeah. I say, let's I say do we, it. We let's switch seats. No, nah, it's too. Rev- that's too revolutionary. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to do anything. In your seat. <laughs> that's like he's like head of the table right now. He's not. He's not giving up that position. I'm like Captain Kirk in exactly. this. Room. <laughs> that's how he feels. So I say, just to switch it up, let's stand up. Hmm. Yeah, let's yeah. do the show. Dude, I just finished it. beatboxing. Dude, I'm pretty tired. <laughs> on feet, I'll on do you it. are sweating <laughs> profusely. I am. I am standing up. Check. Check your pits. They're pretty Shh. bad. Right How's it feel? How's it feel? I'm standing oh. up. We're doing this show, John Sowen style. I felt kind of like a stand-up comedian this way, actually. Yeah, because we are forced to hold the mic. Yeah, that's true. All right, so it's a different. Oh, okay. Oh, there it's a different perspective. Mm. Don't touch my mic. Oh, just hold the mic. It's buzzing because it's. Mm. Is he? Maybe if you put it on the mic stand. It's always a. And chill. then held the mic stand. Like this? Oh, see? <laughs> oh, this is comfortable, yeah. <laughs> to do the whole show like this? Is this because it was my idea to stand idea, up? Dude. Yeah, exactly. You're, All right, you're let's like go. Freddie Mercury. Let's go. Okay, so... Uh, uh, <laughs> get on the mic. Just get on the mic. Just error, get error. on the mic. Get on the mic, Mike. Let's be real. Oh, don't clout with the issue. Okay, all right, sorry. Um, uh, what? <laughs> all right. Our evening began. Yeah, that, that's when I first <laughs> knew that I could do that impression. I, ha- I got that done. A wreck. <laughs> that's pretty good, right? You're like Questlove. Oh, thank you. But not really. <laughs> All right, so. He's my hero. I got, okay, so recently, now, now, now the funny thing is I have the mic stand that we normally have. I'm resting my hand on it like a bad stand-up, but they rest <laughs> yeah. the hand on the mic. Yeah, what, what's the deal with airplane food? Bitches be shopping. All right, so the other day I got a, a text message uh, from a friend of my wife's because we had a like a family emergency for a couple of days. So uh, some friends were watching my dog, Furry Murray. Yep. All right. And so uh, the dog was watching Furry Murray. So I, I get this, this this picture sent to me of my dog with his, his mm. uh, with our friends. They have a dog named Wicket, who's a very cute little dog. Mm. And uh, the Murray and Wicket are hanging out in what appears to be a very nice lawn. Wicket is a good name. That is a good name for a dog. It's pretty good. And so he's hanging out with his buddy, and then I'm like, wow, that's a really nice place. And beneath the text message, it says, uh, here's Murray having a good time at Gwyneth Paltrow's house. And I was like, holy shit, what the fuck is my dog doing at the Gwyneth Paltrow and dude from Coldplay's house? Yeah, more importantly, not Gwyneth Paltrow. Chris Martin's house. Chris Martin's house! Yeah. Ah! Exactly, dude. Come on. I'm freaking out right now. Are you losing your mind? Murray, where are you? So, yeah, so you project a lot when you're, you're standing up, Buck. I got to now adjust the level. Look at this. So what happens is, so I'm like, why, why the hell? So I'm talking to my wife. I'm like, why the hell is our dog at Gwyneth Paltrow's house? Because we don't know the Paltrows. Mm. We don't hang with the Paltrows. We, 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 don't, we, I, we don't know famous people. Uh, no. You know, and so what happened was the people watching our dog, the, hus- the, the fiance of our friend uh, does like master carpentry work, and he happened to be at their house doing work, so... Uh, our dog was living the A-list life while uh, Sarah and I were slumming it around the, these parts of town. Hmm. But it is weird when you do get a picture of your dog hanging out with Gwyneth Paltrow. See, the, it, he wasn't. He was just at the house. It's not like Gwyneth's like, Murray, but, <laughs> Murray, but, Murray. But I'm but saying... Like petting him and shit. But so then I was talking to my wife and I was like, but what if Gwyneth 
saw Furry Murray, right? And she was like walking in her backyard. I want that dog in a movie. And, no, she was like, I want that dog. What if she was like, you know what? I would really like to have that dog. You know what? Everybody loves Furry Murray. What if she did that? Hello, is, who's, whose dog is that? Is that a Furry Murray? <laughs> I know, furry Murray, come here. <laughs> or if it's like Buck's porno. <laughs> and so I was like, what if... I was talking to my wife. I said, what if Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin, what if they love Furry Murray and because they're so rich and feet that they're like, we need to rescue this dog from Lakewood. Hmm. Yeah. You know, and they're, they're like, we need to, they're in Beverly Hills or whatever. And they're like, we need to, you know, buy the dog. And I said, honey, how much will we sell the dog to Gwyneth for if she wanted the dog? And she looked at me like I was Satan right. and Hitler's yeah. child. You're, see, you can get another dog. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, I love my dog. All right. But you also love $250,000. I love a million dollars. Even more so. And I said, wife, because I call her wife. <laughs> I said, wife, think about it this way. Wife Myler. Wife Myler. <laughs> I said, wife Myler, what if, what if we got a million dollars for the dog? She said, never. I would never sell the dog for a million dollars. And I said, well, think about it this way. If we got a million dollars, we could give $100,000 to charity. Oh, Jesus. Think about it this way, but think about it. After taxes, dude? Mm. No, no. This is a straight underneath the table. Million. Million. This is. In She's going to cop that shit to charity, though. The Todd Perry Foundation. We'll, we'll work. I mean, it'll be part of the deal. I'll have my accountant, Mr. Steinberg. He'll mm. be over there. We'll work it out. But uh, just think about it. Okay. After taxes, cool mill. And I told my wife, I said, more good could be done for the world if I took $100,000 of that and, and gave it to, you know, s some nice charity, save people's lives, cured cancer. And then we'd have 900 k for a nice house in Belmont Heights. And then uh, she was like, no, no. But I was like, but a greater good could be done with a million dollars if we had to part with Furry Murray. Even though I love Murray to death and it would be like losing a child, there is a, there's a moral responsibility if someone the, wants to the, give me a million dollars. The thing is, Todd, <laughs> is, you know, suppose you went to the Paltrow's or whatever their name is. The Martins. And you're like, give me a million dollars for Murray. And they're like, how about we just let you hang out with us? You'd be like, all right. Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I would. I, it seemed like they'd be cool people. Like me and Coldplay be you'd hanging wanna, out. You'd want to hang out. Play, you'd be you're like, like, well, you're come into the studio with me and like, we could record a song together. Tom, yeah. I got, I you'd, got be, you'd, be, you'd be like, hell yeah, fuck charity. I got a spot yeah. for you on tambourine. Yeah. We're you're, gonna be on Jules Holland Todd, you're just, and you're gonna come with me. <laughs> Basically, you're you're just like a star fucker. No, I'm yeah. not. That's my, what it is? They love my dog. What can I say? My dog is my. You'd entry. give up the dog for that. To, to, well, to become besties. Yeah. With yeah. Gwyneth and Chris. Uh, yep. And you can come see the dog whatever you want. And maybe. What if I got Chris to come on the show? What well, you know? Is that worth it? Yeah. So and again, the rotating so, gang. So, so where does the. Uh, where does the million dollars, where does the charity come into all this? I'm just saying there's a lot to benefit from if Gwyneth happened from to From hanging follow, out with Chris Martin. I'd say, yeah, you know, love you guys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But. But. Big but. <laughs> we're, we're in my garage right now standing up holding microphones. Okay. Mm. This is what if he busted, what if he busts like your uncle Marcellus likes Oak also? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> would you like a nice, uh, you know, uh, would you like a nice studio? I would like a nice studio. If, if me oh. and Chris, I can't bring Chris in here to play in this bullshit playing on my cheap ass Epiphone. You know, I need I need some real shit. He'll be humbled. How would you like a Martin guitar? I'd like a Martin. <laughs> so, you know, it, it was just, it was a weird moment where I, I felt my morals compromised. But then, like any great sociopath, I found out a way that in a morally compromised situation to make it appear to be a moral choice. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So we got some listener mail. 
It's time for our listener mailbag. Your thoughts, your ideas, your criticism. Send them to show at caroutpodcast.com. Now, let's open your mail. Later we have a news story we're going to get to. We got a listener email from, well, I'll just, I'll read the subject line and I'll tell you who I thought it was from. Uh, the subject line said, you dumbass. And I thought, oh, it's a family member probably. Yeah. Friend, you know. Close personal acquaintance. Yeah, I, th- I thought my wife was emailing me. Why am I emailing No. I got it. It said, you dumbass. And it was from uh, Lax Dude from the Pod Guys, the show Pod Guys. Right. Sure, sure. And he's referring to a show we did on butt chugging a couple weeks ago. Or a couple couple shows ago. Classic. And the email reads like this. When you butt chug, it bypasses your stomach. The liver filters your blood. It is not a digestive organ. It gets a little faster, maybe, up the butt. It is more dangerous because the first stage in alcohol poisoning is to throw up, not to crap your pants. So this is, I'm sorry, Dr. Oz? Dr. Lax Dude. Lax Dude. Yeah. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Come on. Further that. Now, this is the part that also somebody else left a comment on the site. Hey, Murray's Murray's chugging. Oh, no, Murray, don't drink that. Don't drink that. No, that was the water from our puke bit we did a couple shows ago. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. Furry uh, Murray. Furry Murray. He's not talking right now. Murray. Uh, so, further that, he says. And now, this is the part that was controversial, because I said that if you butt-chugged a beer, if you drank a beer through your butthole, you could potentially pass a breathalyzer test. No DUI there. That's true. Yeah. Further to that. When you blow a breathalyzer, the booze is going from your blood to your lungs and exhaled as carbon dioxide. Ex- exhaled like the carbon dioxide. The B in BAC stands for blood, not breath. Damn. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the booze having been in your mouth. Uh. So basically, your lungs are propelling out the booze in your system. Like You know when you, you pee, you're getting your waste out sure. through your weenus, mm-hmm. right? And when you shit, you're getting your waste out, the solid waste, through the bunghole. Hold on, I'm taking notes on this. Now, when you're getting gas out, you either do through the bunghole or through the lung or through the mouth. This way, alcohol leaves the body through the lung, which seems like a really flawed design in humanity. Right. Figure you should, be, you should fart out the booze, right? Mm. And so, the, the, again, if, if humans, you know, there's any logic to our design, we would be... You know, nailing it out the butt, I feel. Now, did Lax Dude take into account that I have a penny under my tongue when I'm taking the breathalyzer? Because that, that'll help out. Oh, that helps out. Oh, that works. You Does don't want to get people... I'm just, I don't think so. That's a whole mm. well, I, well, I, I think if a cop finds you <laughs> and you have a penny beneath your tongue, <laughs> chances are it's like, no need to even do it, guys. Straight, them up. Straight to the pokey. Yeah. Uh, so, just to, I guess, Lax Dude wanted to you know, edify, give some clarification on maybe the fact that our science wasn't completely perfect when we did that show. Hmm. Well, thank you, Dr. Lax, dude. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm not a... Perhaps a little more research was in order. Well, I would say to find out for yourself, Lax, just butt chug. Maybe you should butt chug one. Stick it up your butt. Just, just, if, if you feel so confident, Mr. Right. Science, if you feel so, so confident, then, then why don't you... Uh, Put your put your money where your mouth is. That's what I'm saying. Put you the know? tube where your ass is. So find your favorite <laughs> Canadian beer. Grab yourself a Molson, possibly a Moosehead. Mm. And go for it. Fosters. And then see if your science really is the true science versus the science we're preaching <clears throat> here. Right, because right now we're both. He's he's all textbook. 
we're all theory. We got to see what's up. Yeah. But we're, we're actually living in the world of, you know, butterizers and butt chugging and, you know, hmm. it's just real world experience. Yeah. yeah. Seal Beach invites you to come down and see the draw of Main Street as we celebrate Chalktoberfest, the county's second largest sidewalk chalk artist festival. Marvel at the depth of Edgar Mueller, wonder at the colors of Julian Beaver, even special guest Will Wheaton will try his hand at the craft. That's Chalktoberfest, October 26th through the 28th on Main Street in beautiful Seal Beach, California. Uh, news here. Everybody doing good standing up. My back. It's different. Hurts. Yeah, it's different. I'm a. Uh, <laughs> Are you? T- your back my, hurts. My, my also? back hurts. I feel like I'm projecting more. Like yeah. you said, I feel like I'm uh, being heard more. I'm also noticing things. I'm noticing a, a film camera over there, and it looks like a USA switchblade. Yes, right? I yes. do have a USA it, switchblade. It's a, it's a United States of America switchblade. It's it's got the red, white, and blue, and it is a switchblade. That's also, what I knife. An old film camera, like one of those disposable ones. Yes. Never noticed that when I was sitting down. See, no, you no. see a whole different angle of the Far Out Garage. Mm-hmm. The Far Out Garage is kind of like a Bennigan's. It's like a white trash Bennigan's inside mm. here. I don't know what that is. Oh, well, okay. it's, it's like a TJI Fridays or any wacky restaurant where they have a bunch of shit on the walls. Mm. Hmm. All right. News story. New, oh, yeah. New York. A city police officer was charged Thursday with leading a ghoulish double life by using a law enforcement database and fetish chat rooms to dream up a plot to torture women and then cook and eat their body parts. Right on. Gilbert Valle left a trail oh, of emails. How did he get Puerto Rican? Instant messages and computer files de- detailing the bizarre cannibalism scheme. According to a criminal complaint, which, was, which identified two women as victim one, and the very creatively named Victim 2. Hmm. He categorized at least 100 women on his computer, federal investigator said, but there was no information that anyone was harmed. So this guy basically had like, you know what? You're laughing, Oscar. Go ahead. What are you laughing about? <laughs> no, no, go ahead. All right. This <laughs> you can't just sit here like be a fucking chucklehead right here and not tell us what you're laughing about. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. You're fine? Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Mm. You're okay. Yeah, I'm perfectly fine. Have you done this before? Do you have like a weird secret file in this your This wasn't the reaction we were thinking we were going to have. Was it the edible? Was it? No, I don't know. Yuck, yuck fest. Why? I'm telling Oscar you. Oscar just enjoying his own show. <laughs> Me and Bucky sitting here talking. This guy's got a shit-eating grin on him. <laughs> it, it's the stand-up. And that's what it is. It's stand-up. It's standing up. Things are funny when you stand up. So, okay, imagine this. So everybody, you know, guys have their own folders on their computer. Maybe they have their, their porno folder or they have whatever. This guy had an actual folder of bitches I want to eat, mm. you know? He actually, like, met one of them, right? He took one of them out on a date. I know so he that. scoped these girls out yeah. beforehand? Yes. Now, did, they, did well, they have, like, a description of the girls? You are, say they, are, be- they, are they, like, you know? You say beforehand. Did he actually cook anyone? No, that, no. That's one of the things they're gonna ha- legally have trouble with because he, 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 he didn't. He didn't, didn't do any. He didn't do anything. It was intent to cook. Oh. Intent to cook. Right. He planned it all out. He's clearly crazy, batshit crazy. Yeah. But he didn't do anything. But legally, 
His defense attorney is going to go, what did he do? What's the fucking crime? Well, let's he dig has a little a folder. deeper. That's it. Yeah. Let's dig a little deeper. Yeah. One document found on his computer was titled, Abducting and Cooking Victim One, a Blueprint. So this guy's methodical. He's mm. not. Most of these guys are methodical, too. They're not just like, ah, so you eat somebody. And like, they really, the, half the joy is the planning. You know what I blame is the Dexter effect. Like, I never watch that show. Mm. I, I know it's about some kind of serial killer, but every time I, I mention it to people, like, yeah, I don't really want to watch a show about serial killing. No, no, he only kills bad people. Right. Like, that's the first thing people say. No, no, he only kills bad people. That's true, he does. But see, still, that's bad. He's a good guy. That's not That's not the protagonist. He kills bad people. But see, he yeah, kills so he kill pe- bad people. He kills people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Indiana Jones kills people, and he's mm-hmm. a good guy. He kills bad guys, Nazis. But he's right. he also... Sidebar, archaeologist, right? That's his side gig. What's this guy's Dex- in New York City. Oh, What's oh. Dexter's side gig? Uh, he's a blood splat specialist. Yeah, he's like a cop. That's batshit crazy. Yeah. yeah. Let's get back to the story here. Dexter effect. You know, by the way, Dexter's house that he lives in on the TV show is uh, two, two, three blocks up this way. Is it? Yeah, it's filmed in uh, Long Beach. Oh, man. Almost all of Dexter's filmed in Long Beach. Uh, one document found on his computer was titled Abducting and Cooking Victim One, a Blueprint. According to the complaint, the file also had the woman's birth date and other personal information and a Ooh. list of materials needed. A car. Yeah. It's a New York thing. I guess he actually, you know, people you might need a car, car for this. You can't subway this mm. one. Chloroform. Oh, yeah. And rope. And so I guess the one woman said that she knew Valle and met him for lunch in one July, but that's as far as it went, which means to me that's probably the worst okay Cupid date <laughs> anybody ever had. It's like, oh, what word did you mean? Uh, CannibalConnection.com. It was a... Uh, yeah. Thank you. We'll be here all day. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, this guy's, you know, fucked up in the head. I don't know what crime he did, but yeah, he's obviously fucked up in the head. He should go away for a while, but I don't know what they're going to charge him with. It was plotting cannibal, attempted cannibalism. If is, just, is cannibalism illegal? I think so. I, I think know. so. Mm. I think it should be. Mm. Well, because you have to murder somebody usually. Mm. And then I think it's also tampering with a dead body. Like if someone dies, you can't like... Oh, I got that. Like, if someone died in the middle of the street, you can't, you know, take the body in and dismember them and eat them or whatever. Like, you have to let the proper authorities take care of the the, the body. You can't weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, no, that would be inappropriate. But that sucks. Guilty. But uh, you know, I always always wonder about cannibals and what I don't know what that drive comes from because there's nothing sexual about that. Right. This guy is just food proclivity. Like he's just bored with El Pollo Loco. Right, and this guy, I saw his photo, and he wasn't really like a tons of fun. He wasn't like a huge guy with, who was really into eating. But what did the girl look like? Was the girl fat? Was yeah, she was skinny? she tons of fun? You know, you never know. I mean, some of these girls might be like, uh, I mean, you know. Okay, was he going for, and this is just totally, because he said she looked tasty. So were they different ethnicities too? Yeah, like, I don't know. Was he was he going the, Chinese? The question is, would it have been weirder if it was a boy that he was after? Hmm. Yeah, that that adds that adds layers to it. As you could tell, Todd's outside dealing with Murray right now. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, so I'm gonna guess that she was like 200 pounds. I mean, he's he's looking for a haul. Like he's not gonna kill a lot of chicks, a skinny, a lot of skinny chicks. He's gonna go for one rotund and just have that have that food last for a minute. Then again, if it's this thing, if his thing is to kill, maybe he's gonna want to go for uh, go, for for quantity versus quality. Go for the the skinny model chicks. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah that would be the worst. Like nobody's going after like you know Alessandro Ambrosio because all you can get out of uh, Alessandro Ambrosio would be like some tapas. 
Yeah. You know, you're not going to get like a full-on meal. She's like a flank steak. Yeah. And what you want to do is you want to get yourself a plus-size model, I figure, because you'd have the best looking but the most meat on the bone. You know, you'd find one of those post Oh, what you'd do is you'd find one of them plus-size modeling catalogs, and then you'd slowly date women out of there. There you go. Probably well, easier to date. Or possibly Bodacious Magazine. Mm. You know. Lane Bryant Magazine. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, of course, that brings up a whole flavor, too, is do people taste different? Like I'm saying, does a Chinese person taste different than a Mexican person? Oh, I don't like, know. Like Chinese food you go, versus... You me- go for Chinese on Tuesday, Mexican Thursday. You okay. know? That, that's how I usually eat. Yeah. That'd be like Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> so Hannibal. Like if you're Jodie Foster, Hannibal, what are you eating? Hannibal. What are you eating, Hannibal? What are you eating? And she's like on the phone calling him and he's like yeah, in Barbados. What are you eating, Hannibal? I want to know, Hannibal. What are you doing? Well, Clarice, Mexican on tu- Taco Tuesday. <laughs> Mexican food, Clarice. <laughs> on Wednesday, we have Chinese. Oh, nice. But I want to know, Hannibal. <laughs> Sounds kind of like Nancy Grace. What are you eating, Hannibal? Hmm. But um, <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, I think it's not so much that it's the difference in the ethnicity of the person that the difference is in the type of muscle you're eating. Like there's like the fast twitch muscle, slow twitch muscle. Certain ethnicities have higher amounts of fast twitch muscle. Do you think this guy knows all that? I mean, he must have. Do you have to study that? Or are you just, are you just going for the fetish? I'm if I eat just know person. it, if I just know it offhand, this guy, if it's his fetish, he's going to know everything about it. It's like you know everything about your fetish, right? Yeah, I guess. Me, okay. uh, me being a, a little culinary, this guy sounds like he knows something about cooking too. Because he's just like, I'm going to slow cook this motherfucker. He's going to have a reality show. He's going to make a brisket. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like, He's not planning on just like... I'm going to char it, and then I'm going to put it in the oven. He's like recipeing this shit out. Yeah. Yeah. I'll need like 12 cloves of garlic, you know, stuff like that. He's got got that on there. What kind of marinade do you put on a bitch? (laughs) I'm thinking, you know what I like to use? I like to use uh, Ken's Italian uh, dressing. I I was seeing Italian. I was, I was thinking Italian. Like in like mm. Ken's like you could you could put anything and put it in Ken's Greek dressing. Mm. Dude, I don't know. It, it'll sound great. I think I think if you're marinating, you're, you're gonna go straight for like like a barbecue. You're recipe. going barbecue. Yeah, you're, yeah, going, you're going barbecue. barbecue. Yeah. You're going barbecue. Like you're gonna have something that has some kind of beer in it. Well, uh, like beer, like beer chicken. Yeah, like beer well, can like, chicken, but like beer can human. You know what I want? I want jerk jerk person. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I want some Jamaican jerk person. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I want my person terrible. jerky. Jerk. It's not terrible. Well, chewing that shit for a while. Yeah, exactly. I want some jerk. Uh, but I wonder, if, I wonder if human is like pork where like you got to cook it a certain amount or else you're going to get worms what or if, trichinosis. What if he cooked it like according to the person? Like I'm saying, like he did the Chinese person in like a Szechuan. And <laughs> How about in a walk? And there was some, yeah, there you go. And there was some real asshole that he kills. And he's like, I'm making jerk out of this guy. Right. Just because. Mm. I yeah. made jerk out of this one, Clarice. <laughs> what did you do, Hannibal? <laughs> jerk chicken, Clarice. <laughs> awesome. uh, you know, I, I wonder if... Um, the question is, like, you know, guys like uh, Dahmer. Was Dahmer cooking these people, or was he just eating them straight up? Uh, I, I believe is he, he sha- is he Is he shas- you know, shasimi? What is he called? Sashimi? Yeah. Fricasseed? <laughs> no, I think he cooked. I think Dahmer cooked. He mm. cooked? Yeah. Mm. All right. I, I bet him. if we uh, ate Buck Perez, like, you know, we were talking about would you get worms or whatever eating human. I think that if we had a Buck Perez edible, 
I think you could get high for at least oh, three you, days if you just <laughs> ate like a little chunk, like a. You'd be good. Like a, a little, like a, like if you ate buck jerky, uh, you know, you, and you had some of his like Buck's ass. You ate it. You if, would, you would be high for weeks. If that does happen, just take me to Coachella. When I die, just <laughs> take my body to Coachella, jerk it up, and have the crowd eat me and pass around some buck. Yes, That'd be good. Yeah, have you guys it, ever seen the movie uh, The Thief, His Wife, and Her Lover? Uh, uh, mm. No, I have not. Yeah. Well, there's a bit about that. It's like a Heather Helen Mirren movie. Yeah, it sounds right. Uh, anyway, they 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 based and cook up some motherfucker in that movie. Really? At the end, yeah. Oh boy, worth watching. Not really, but if but, you if you if you're into cannibalism, I'd like to thank everybody for listening to the Far Out Podcast today. My name is Todd Perry. Buck Perez is in the hazy. Hey, thank you, Todd. Oscar Tayeda, thank you for coming back. And uh, put your comments up on the website. What's your favorite human recipe? All right, all right. Welcome. Boogum, now, baby, you're casting your spell on me. Yeah. I say, boogum, 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 now, baby, you're casting your spell on me. Yeah. You got me doing funny things like a clown. Just a look at me. When you wear your high hole boots with your hip hugger suit. And you wear that cute mini skirt with your brother's sloppy shirt. Huh. I admit it, girl, that I can't dig it. Then I also sook him, hook him, hook him, hook him, hook him now, baby. You're casting your spell on me. I say, hook him, hook him, hook him, hook him, hook him now, baby. You're casting your spell on me.